I've never done this before. Hold on. Okay. Girl, stop talking. All the shit that people are thinking but not saying. I'm not even like drunk. I've just been like drinking. Does my podcast offend you? Men, if you're listening, I apologize in advance. Women, hey bitches, are you ready? Are you still talking? Girl, stop talking. All right, what's up, you guys? Thanks for tuning in to my very first podcast. As I announced earlier, I have never done anything like this before. It's very new to me, so I'm kind of learning the ins and outs as I go. I was um, talking to my boyfriend, which I made him leave for two hours because I didn't want someone sitting staring at me while I talked to myself for 45 minutes. (laughs) So uh, I sent him out. I poured some wine. I literally am sitting here feeling like I am presenting a book report to my class, which is crazy because it's literally just me in a room talking to myself, but it's fine. I just need to state that I'm actually really nervous, but hopefully the wine helps with that. I wanted to start this first episode off by just kind of introducing myself and um, why I started or wanted to start a podcast. So if you follow me on Instagram, you kind of have an idea of who I am already and the craziness I like to get myself into, this is going to be the platform that I can share in more detail all of those crazy, funny stories or rants that I used to do on my story. First, I want to start off by telling you guys a little bit about myself and my personal life. Um, My name is Tatum and I'm born and raised in Arizona. I became a mother when I was 18 years old. So naturally, being a young mom, I missed out on a lot of things. But that's fine. Because it kind of got me where I am today. With that, I also am an entrepreneur. I own my own business doing eyelash extensions, facials, lip filler. We just started brow lamination. And that Instagram is at get it girl beauty with two Y's. That is my business. So I really feel like I got a jump start in life while becoming a mom so young. I really focused a lot on my career and what I wanted to do for a living while the rest of my friends went out and did hood rat things, partying and whatnot. I can't sit here and lie to you and say that I didn't dabble in some of those hood rat things, but it definitely took a little longer for me to get there. As a mom and an entrepreneur, you definitely have to dabble in balancing life at a certain to a certain extent. Luckily, I'm a Libra, so that's what I do best. I am not only running a business, but being a mom. And it's funny when you are a mom so young, people always have their opinion about you, right? So I remember 
posting stuff that I was doing in my free time while my child was being taken care of by a family member or a babysitter. And I got to enjoy a night out, whatever that may be. You know, at the time it was a rave or the club and that's fine. And then these other moms want to come and shit on you because you're not quote unquote taking care of your child, which is bullshit. Okay. Listen to all of my single moms, you fucking live your life, bitch, because we all know that you are doing the most for your child. The Lord knows that you deserve a night out or a bottle of wine every weekend. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that, but other people always have your opinion. So just stay strong. We're going to share a lot of bad mom stories on this podcast. So stay tuned in to listen to those. The reason why I wanted to start this podcast was basically just to share my opinion, my stories, and relatable content we all love to laugh about. Girl Stop Talking came to me because my whole life, I always got in trouble for talking. In school, at work, I remember growing up and people would say to my parents that, oh, she's a really good kid and she's doing so well, but, you know, she's a social butterfly. Like they talk down, like there's something bad about having an opinion or being a loud, funny child. So, and at work, this used to get me in trouble, right? I used to serve um, a lot before I started doing lashes. And I remember one time I got written up at work for talking and granted, I wasn't paying attention to my tables and there was a cute boy. So I was trying to hook that up, but you know, what can a girl do? I've always been a little boy crazy. (laughs) Yet I never had a boyfriend. You know why? Because I always date shitty men. But we'll get into that. Who doesn't love listening to horrific dating stories? Well, let me tell you, I have so many of them. So let's get into it. Basically, I've always dated toxic men, except for now. But that's a story for another time. You know, we all go through those phases where we like the bad boy. Well, let me tell you, bad boy turns into felon real fast. (laughs) And I want to keep it relatable for the people listening. And let's be honest, who can relate to a healthy relationship? I'm sure none of you listening right now, but that's okay. We can all laugh at my vulnerability together. I just want you to know that you're not alone. I once was a serial dater myself for a long time. I did all the dating apps we all come to hate because let's be honest, we know no one on these dating apps actually wants a real relationship. Dating apps are for your hoe shit. If you want to be a hoe and let that hoe flag fly, girl, it's okay. Don't be ashamed. If you're trying to get it in, fucking get on that dating app, girl. I know when I was on dating apps, it was a mess. And I will have another episode strictly about serial dating that you guys will have to wait for because I have tons of funny stories to share. Well, when I wasn't dating around, I was usually spending my time with physically, mentally, and emotionally draining, narcissistic, illiterate assholes who thought that they could shut me up by gaslighting, being manipulative, you know, the bad boy. If you have ever had any experiences with me in the past, (laughs) 
I promise I won't name you, but just be prepared that I'm probably going to talk about you. (laughs) Oh my God, you guys. So I'm like super nervous right now. And I just paused this to try to collect my thoughts. Um, I poured myself a glass of wine to kind of calm my nerves and I literally just grabbed the bottle to start drinking out of it so that's where we're at I'm recording this on a Sunday it's about 2 p.m uh I realized I should probably put the bottle down and you know just drink from the glass so give me just a second here okay now back to dating shitty men As fun as it is to reminisce on those great times, that won't be the only thing that we're going to get into on this podcast. I want to be able to cross the line on taboo or uncomfortable conversations. We all know the scene from White Chicks when they're like, you said it, but you were thinking it. Well, that's me. I'm just going to say what we're all thinking about all things, sex, dating, relationships, mental health, being an entrepreneur, being a mom, what it's really like to be a mom, and a handful of other topics. I have a lot of fun and funny content to bring you, so I'm really excited to share. As you know, I took to my Instagram page to ask all of you guys some questions about what things that you want to know about me. I had an interesting question come in where this guy wrote in and he was telling me that he would be pissed off if his girlfriend was openly talking about her sexual experiences. When I asked him why, he said, and I quote, normalizing sex creates disgusting people. (laughs) This is coming from a guy who jerks off to porn twice a day. This is my issue with the comment. A guy will watch porn daily and then call the girl showing her pussy a whore. You know what creates disgusting people is these companies that promote this fantasy of how sex is supposed to look and the lack of understanding that not all women want what you choose to watch on the internet. And that shit just pissed me off. So in listening to this podcast, let's all be a little open-minded and save your ignorant comments for yourself because I'll be quick to jump on top of those if I get any. One of the first segments I'm going to bring you is, are you still talking? That's right. Are You Still Talking is going to be the segment where I have you guys write in um, stories, dating advice, relationship advice, something hilarious that happened to you with your partner or an sexual experience. You can remain anonymous or I can fully share your full experience. Totally up to you. And I'm going to leave this uh, section for questions. I will be posting on my Instagram when I want questions for the podcast. So you can find all of that there. And this is where I'm going to share them. I still am going to be completely honest and it's going to get pretty interesting. So the most popular question I got when I asked you guys what you wanted to know was if I wanted more children. 
The answer is yes. I do want at least one more. I was so young when I had my son. It's not that I didn't enjoy every minute of it, but I I feel like being older and having experiencing that so young, I think I would appreciate it more. Not saying that I was ungrateful in any way because I would not be where I am right now without my son. But I definitely also want that family relationship experience. I didn't get that. I was a single mom when my son was born. And I I also grew up in a split home. So I never got that like family experience of like the bonding love between two parents, what it's like to raise a child with your significant other. So I definitely do want more kids for that reason. And as we move forward, the questions get a little more interesting. The second question I wrote down that I wanted to respond to was, how do you keep it interesting in a committed relationship? I started off this podcast talking about my boyfriend. Um, We've been together for about a year and a half. This is my first real relationship (laughs) ever. I don't consider my relationship with my son's dad real um, because of how toxic it really was. And I really, I know that a big part of us staying together was because we were having a baby. We weren't actually happy. I would say being in this new found healthy relationship, it's definitely interesting. It's easy. Like nothing has ever been so easy for me. The way we keep it interesting, because he also does live out of town. He's about two hours north from where I live. So for a while, we'd only see each other on the weekends, which was great because we're both very independent and like our own space. There was a lot of texting, phone calls, sexting photos. You know, it's like, that's the best way to keep it interesting. You got to keep dating the person you're with. You can't just stop dating. You get into this funk. Like I would say it was like right around a year for us where we were just so comfortable with each other that we kind of stopped dating each other. And then he started bringing up this fact that, oh, I don't flirt with him and I don't tease him or send him photos anymore. And my response to that was like, well, when was the last time you took me on a date? (laughs) So we kind of had to check ourselves in that sense. And we've spent a lot more time doing the little things because the little things are really what's so important. You know, keeping it interesting as far as being sexy, flirting, keep dating the person you're with, send a sex, send a booty pic. You know, they love that shit. And for girls, guys, if you're listening, you got to date your woman, plan stuff for her, plan. Do you hear the words coming out of my mouth? (laughs) I know you guys don't like to do that shit, but let me tell you, if you plan a date and tell her to be ready and wear something nice at this time, I'm picking you up, open her fucking door for her, okay, and take her out. It's those little things that mean the most. The next question, someone wanted to know about my boobs and how long I've had them and how big I got them. 
um, shocker, my boobs are fake. People are always like, oh my God, I didn't know that they look so good. Bitch, I know. And I spent a lot of money on them. <laughs> so I would hope so. I got mine done in Scottsdale from Dr. Mazahari. He is a phenomenal plastic surgeon. I had a client who was working for him. So I ended up going to him. He was great. He sized everything that would fit my body proportionately. Um, I did get, I believe, 450 cc's, which when I say that, a lot of people are like, holy shit, those are huge. Um, but I am 5'7". So I'm pretty tall. I got a lot of space to fill. <laughs> so yeah, and they were a little uneven. So I think we did 450 and 520 to make them perfectly even. My next question is the biggest regret in life. My biggest regret is dating my quote unquote type. People talk about type like it's a good thing. I'm here to say, in my personal opinion, having a type has only led me to nothing but trouble. And continuing to go after that type, it just got worse and worse to the point where it became scary. So I would say my biggest regret in life is dating men with felonies. And this was a normal thing for a while. For whatever reason, I was just attracted to men with felonies. Do not do it. I'm sorry if you're the one listening and you have a felony, but you really need to work on changing your life around. So here's where it gets interesting. I had someone ask me if I've ever slept with an Uber or Lyft driver. <laughs> and I actually have a funny story about this. There was one night I was coming home from the bar and I was drunk and horny as we are when we leave the bar alone. Okay, I know I'm not the only one. Don't come for me. And I was talking to this guy who we had previously had a friends with benefits type of situation, but some time had gone by. You know when you're like in that situation and everything is fine and dandy and then it kind of like fades out and then there's like this, hey, you up, like, can I come over? But then you're like, I really don't want to fuck with him anymore. So you tell him no. And then you are the one being like, hey, you up. So I'm coming home from the bar and I'm calling my old friends with Ben's and I'm on the phone with him. The car ride was 13 minutes. If I wasn't clear, I did get in a lift. So I'm on the phone with my old friends with benefits and I'm practically begging for him to come over. I'm sorry, but I am not the kind of girl that begs for someone to come fuck me. And if you are looking at me like, wow, that was conceited, I don't even care because that's, I just know that's who I am. And I'm not afraid to say that, yes, I like attention and I'm a little conceited. Okay. I got blue hair. Um, so I'm practically begging for him to come over and he's making up all these excuses as to why he can't. And I'm like, seriously, you're not going to come fuck me right now. Like, you're going to make me beg. Just come over. So we were on the phone for 13 minutes, which is the whole ride all the way home. When I get to my house, I end up hanging up on him because he refuses to come over. And 
After I hang up, my Lyft driver turned around and he's like, okay, we're here. I just would like, I just want to let you know that if your homeboy isn't going to come over, I'll gladly stay. Oh my God, this shit was so funny. I literally just started dying laughing. Like, is this really happening right now? So naturally I said, hold on. And I got out of the back seat and had him roll his window down so I could see his face, right? <laughs> Cause we're not fucking no twos out here. Okay. You gotta be a seven and up <laughs> to ride this train. So he looked at me and with my drunk goggles, I was like, consider, I took a minute to consider is this a good idea? And then I thought to myself, Tatum, this is a stranger and he has your address and he wants to come into your home. This is not a good idea. And with that, I told him, I appreciate the offer, but I'm going to have to deny because I have a thing about letting strangers into my home. But thanks. <laughs> so long story short, no, I've never slept with um, a Lyft or Uber driver, but I did come pretty close. I'm not going to lie. It's all about keeping it real. So my next question was, how many times have you had your fart box tongue punched? <laughs> I don't know why people want to know these things. I'm really hoping it's just a joke, but I'm going to answer it anyways. As much as I can remember, it's been about twice. Both times made me feel super uncomfortable. I don't really understand the hype in getting your ass eaten. It doesn't really do anything for me. Like, it, it doesn't feel good. It just makes me feel uncomfortable. Next question. Tell me the worst sexual experience you've ever had. I just want to start out the story by saying, men, if you're listening, you need to understand that the way you talk to women when something goes wrong during sex, you need to be careful the way you use your words because majority of women are very insecure when it comes to sexual experiences. So with that being said, I'm going to leave you with the story. I had been dating this guy for about five or six weeks and I was trying to do it right in a sense where I didn't want to just give it up right away. I really wanted a healthy relationship and to be with someone who respected my boundaries. So I did take some time about six weeks before I had sex with this guy. Everything was going good. We decided to come up to Sedona to have like a little vacation and go to a nice restaurant, dress up, you know, the whole thing. We came up here to Sedona and we had these dinner plans. We ended up having sex before dinner. This was the first time that we had shared this experience together and sorry, I'm having like PTSD from the situation. <laughs> Basically, I had never even seen 
his dick before we had sex. He had sent me like one dick pic previous to the sexual encounter. Um, and I knew it wasn't average. It was a little smaller than average, but you know, I've always said it's not the size of the boat. It's the motion in the ocean. So I was willing to give it a chance. We come up north and we end up having sex and he whipped it out and it was probably about four inches. So naturally I'm like, well, I want to come. So let me get on top. So I get on top and I'm riding him. And as I'm riding him, I'm thinking to myself, I wonder if this is doing it because I don't necessarily know if it's doing it for me. And then he says to me, and I quote, I can't even feel you right now. So this is what I'm talking about. If you, you cannot say this kind of stuff to a woman because most times they're going to think to themselves, oh my God, does that mean I'm loose? Let me tell you, when he said this, I had to hold back laughter because I was already thinking, well, I'm glad we're on the same page. So naturally, I lift up, I wrap my hand around his dick and I start jerking him off. And I was like, do you feel that? (laughs) You're in this situation where we were two hours from home. So it's like, you can't make this awkward. But I felt so uncomfortable. Basically went on until it finished. And then we went out to dinner and he wanted to have sex again with me the next morning. And I did everything I could in my power to ignore that that's what he wanted. And then when I tell you that on our whole two hour drive home, I pretended to sleep in the car because I did not want to have a conversation. I am not lying. Oh, it was so bad. And then I ghosted him and never told him what happened. I'm so sorry if you're listening. So that was probably my worst sexual experience. Um, You can't be saying shit like that. On to the next. The most adventurous place you've had sex. Um, I don't really know if it's like considered adventurous, but I did have sex once in my car at parked in the Scottsdale Fashion Square parking garage. I would say that's like the most adventurous and public place that I've ever had sex not super interesting, but it was fun. You know, the thinking whether or not, like, are we going to get caught? That was a while ago. Have you ever been with a female? Well, yes, I have. Um, there was this one summer, you know, people always talk about experimenting in college. Well, I never went to college, so I just got to experiment on my own time. And there was a summer where me and a couple of my closest friends hooked up, Um, we had a couple threesomes. Those were fun. Women are fun. Women are sexy and they're fun just as much as men are. I don't consider myself bisexual. Would I do it again? Probably. Yeah. Why not? Sex is fun. Sex is for experimenting. Open your eyes, open your mind and just enjoy what feels good. And my last question I have, what is... 
Would you do porn for the right amount of money? I really don't think so. I don't... As much as I love to show my ass on my Instagram... I think my pussy is a whole nother level of engagement that I'm just not willing to give to the world. Although I do feel like OnlyFans is a form of porn, right? And I have dabbled with the idea of wanting to do an OnlyFans. Will I? Mm, I don't know. But is the thought there? Sure, it is. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really hope you enjoyed the first episode. There are more to come with guests and I can't wait to get into all of that. Like I said, this is my very first recording. Please be nice to me. I was so nervous when I started. I'm definitely feeling a little better now. It feels like things are coming a little more natural. We will have guests and more segments Um, as a part of the show. So I'm excited to get to those things. If you want to find, if you're listening to this and want to find me, you can find me on my Instagram at Tatum Zoe with three E's, T-A-T-U-M-Z-O-E-E-E on Instagram. Um, You can follow my business lash page, which is on Instagram at getitgirlbeauty with two Y's. Also, I may or may not be starting a Girl Stop Talking Instagram. Um, If I do, I will plug that info for you. But other than that, thanks so much. Leave comments, questions, give me a review, and make sure to share this to your friends. Are you still talking? Girl, stop talking. Stop talking.